few years ago, a very, very sad thing happened to my family. Mm. Uh, my brother-in-law was diagnosed with a terminal illness. It was spinocerebellum ataxia. There was no end to this illness mm. and it would eventually claim his life. Mm. He decided that he wanted to end his own life, which was difficult to do in this country. So he had to gain an illegal substance from overseas. He had to then end his life on his own by himself oh. using that illegal substance. We never got to say goodbye to him. And it was a terrible time in our life. Because you can't have the family around, can no, you? No, that would cannot. involve them in a, a crime, yeah, I would imagine. Them. And you weren't able to say goodbye, no. but it, it was his choice. It was his choice. That's exactly right. We are speaking to Andrew Denton this morning, and Andrew's on the phone right now. We actually have a chance to change these laws on assisted dying. I'm really sad to hear that story, and, uh, and even sadder to say there are so many like it. You're working at the moment with uh, Go Gentle, and you're promoting assisted dying. The laws are strange because they're, they're state by state. It's not an overall federal thing. That's right. Each state decides or not. And uh, Queensland, it's the only state in Australia that's never debated it. This will be the first time starting next Tuesday. But it has a chance to become the fifth state in Australia to pass this law. This law has existed in Victoria now for two years. So if, if you look at what's happened there, the average age of people that access this law is about 70. It's kind of split between men and women and the vast majority have some form of cancer. And it's for people who are really desperate at the end of their lives. Generally, it's cancer or it's a neurodegenerative disease like motor neuron disease or sometimes it's something like chronic heart failure. It's those kind of diseases. The law is designed to give people who are really suffering at the end of life a choice about how much they suffer. Why do you think Queensland has taken so long? I mean, you hear a lot of people say, well, they shoot horses, don't they? But we allow people to linger and linger and suffer. Is it just being put in the too hard basket? Look, it's a good question. Every survey that's been taken of the Queensland electorate over the last 10 years shows there's 70, 80% support for this. The opposition to it effectively comes from, in particular, the Catholic Church, but religious groups more broadly, and a lot of their surrogates in the medical community. And they're powerful voices, and I think they have a powerful voice in Parliament. So right now, they're actually trying to get the law that's going to be debated next week watered down so that religious faith-based institutions can say to somebody who's terminally ill, uh, who may be in extreme pain, uh, it may actually be their home, it may be a residential aged care facility who's seeking assisted dying should it be legal, they say to them, we're going to ship you somewhere else. Andrew, in my brother-in-law's case, we always felt he left a little too early. If he was under the care of a physician who could then suggest it was time to leave us, he may have been around for a little while longer. That, I think, hurt my wife more than anything. That's exactly right. Having this medication, having the knowledge that you can choose to die uh, peacefully, at a time of your choosing with your family around you means everything. That level of control means you don't have to do the desperate thing that your brother-in-law did. You don't have to do it in secret. You can do it with the support of a, a medical team. You can do it with the support and love of your family. So how is voluntary assisted dying different from suicide? The best way I can describe that or explain that is to actually talk about something that we're about to talk about a lot, which is 9-11. We all remember those terrible images of people trapped in those burning buildings jumping to their deaths. And in the inquiry afterwards, the chief medical examiner of New York did not classify those deaths as suicides. He said that the heat of the fire forced those people from the buildings and they were in effect homicides. 
It's the same uh, with voluntary assisted dying. This is not people choosing between life and death, which is what suicide is. This is people choosing between two forms of death, a painful, sometimes prolonged uh, death, or uh, one which is painless, which is they have control over. What can we as the public do about this? Two things. Uh, contact your local MP. Uh, some are still writing their speeches. Some are still deciding. Some are still uh, being heavily influenced by a pretty strong media campaign by the church uh, to water down these laws. And the easiest way to do that, you can just go to the Go Gentle website, gogentleaustralia.org.au, and there is a simple mechanism to look up your local MP. Let them know how you feel. There's a vigil next Monday, starting at 5.30 on the steps of Parliament House. They get there about 5 o'clock. It's a, it's a COVID-safe event, of course. But it's to remember those people for whom these, like your brother-in-law, uh, Mark, for whom these laws have not come soon enough. We often say that there's one group of people who never hear march in the streets, and that's the terminally ill, because they can't. This is their families and uh, their loved ones uh, speaking for them on the steps of Parliament House. It's not a protest. It's a vigil. It's a memorial and a reminder of who these laws are for. Andrew Denton, uh, thanks for chatting to us this morning about this very important subject. Thank you so much. And, Mark, thank you for sharing something so difficult. Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ.